Welcome to Positively West Virginia, where each week we share positive stories about successful West Virginia businesses making a difference in our great state. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WV News, and Interaction Media. Now, let's get down to business with your host, Jim Matuga. Coming to you live from the Interaction Media Studio in Morgantown, welcome to Positively West Virginia. I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Today, we're going to visit with Matthew Bird. Matthew is the owner of Birds and Bees Honey. They're over in Ritchie County, uh, in Harrisville area of Ritchie County, West Virginia. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about our mission here at Positively West Virginia. Every week, we talk with West Virginia business leaders and share their success stories with people just like you in West Virginia and across the country. Since 2017, our goal is to bring you encouraging and inspiring business stories each week from right here in the mountain state we produce more than 250 episodes now and positively west virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization you can learn more about our mission of promoting small business and entrepreneurship in west virginia at positivelywv.com my team here at interaction media and positively west virginia we love telling these stories that quite frankly a lot of people never hear about our hope is that we uh, encourage people and, and that people realize you don't have to leave West Virginia to find great business opportunities. They're right here in our state. We want to encourage people to stay here or come here and build a great company or even move back here to West Virginia and be a part of this amazing small business culture here in our state. All of our guests are people who are actually getting that done day in and day out. They're not just talking about it. And I'm convinced we can all learn from their experiences and most importantly, their stories. Our guest once again today is Matthew Bird. Matthew is the owner of Birds and Bees Honey in Ritchie County, West Virginia. Matthew, thanks for being on the show today. Hey, thanks for inviting me to be on the show. Yeah, absolutely. I'm excited to have you on the podcast to, to share your story this week. If you don't know, Birds and Bees Honey is owned by Matthew Bird. Matthew grew up in Ritchie County there in, in Harrisville. He's always had a fascination with wildlife, and Matthew graduated from WVU with a BS in wildlife and fisheries resource management. It was when a local extension office in Ritchie County offered a beginner's beekeeping class that Matthew's journey began within the bee community. Currently, Matthew has 15 hives throughout Ritchie County. Birds and Bees Honey uh, LLC is focused on producing high quality, great tasting, small batch honey with a passion for helping the declining honeybee population here in West Virginia and in the country. We invited Matthew on the show today to talk about birds and bees honey and to share their story, give our audience some valuable insight into the company that he's leading right here in West Virginia. Matthew, again, thanks for being with us today. Take a minute and tell us a little bit about your company. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so birds and bees honey was um, established back in March of 2016. Um, I had a passion for honeybees. Uh, I never thought I would form that passion, but it was through that beginner beekeeping class I took at the WVU Extension Service in Ritchie County. Um, so when I came to college, I realized that I could do a lot more than just having two hives. Um, and I entered in some business plan competitions and launched Birds and Bees Honey LLC. And like you said, my company strives to grow, distribute, and sell the highest quality honey produced right here in our mountain state. Um, and we do have a commitment not only to producing honey, but to um, helping the honeybee population here in the state. Um, and we also um, help 
people get into beekeeping and help any questions that they may have um, and kind of just be a team player. Yeah, absolutely. That's very cool. Thanks for teeing that up. And I, I appreciate the background story there. Matthew, you know, one of the things that when I'm hearing you tell the story, so you started this basically when you were in, at, a student at WVU, is that correct? Correct. Yes. Before um, WVU, it was just a little hobby. I had a couple hives um, through high school. Um, I started beekeeping when I was 16. I'm a first generation beekeeper. So it was kind of a leap of faith that I took with really no history of beekeeping. Um, Had some great mentors. And when I went to WVU, um, I also had a high school teacher who had went back to college also. And she was doing a business plan competition through the West Virginia Collegiate Business Plan Competition. And she's like, you know what, Matthew, this would be great for you to get into. And um, I started that and realized that I had a lot more opportunity than I thought I had. So how did you fare in that business plan competition? How'd you do? So uh, it was a little terrifying the first year, you know, having no knowledge about business. Um, When I met with the director um, at the time, um, she you know, was going over, you know, everything with me, said I needed a business class. Um, and I was a freshman ag student. Um, and the only business class that fit in my schedule was like a senior level engineering class. Um, so we jumped into that um, and took that. Um, the first year as a freshman, I made it all the way to the uh, finalists, uh, semifinals, uh, where it was me and five other teams. And um, I, I got beat out by a PhD team. Um, but I wasn't upset about that. And I went back the next year, um, to win it all. So you won the business plan competition. That, that's correct. Back in uh, 2017, I won the West Virginia collegiate business plan competition. That's awesome. What a success story. And so what's the, what's the takeaway from that lesson, you know, where you get beat by a PhD team and you're like, Oh, I got to regroup and come back. What's the lesson you learned out of that? Yeah, I think it gave me a lot of experience. I was um, able to talk to a lot of the other teams that had a lot more business experience, um, you know, there's three rounds, um, make your business plan competition, uh, you present it to a panel of judges, um, you move on, and then you have a full business plan that you are presenting to at the finals. So um, it was a lot of just background knowledge on, you know, how to be successful in the business world, uh, kind of what people are looking for in West Virginia, how to find your uh, target customer, Um, so the PhD team, you know, kind of just gave me more of a challenge. I'm like, I made it this close as a freshman. What can I do next year? Yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's really inspiring just to listen to that. And, and my takeaway from that is, you know, tenacity, you you can't give up, right. You've got to learn, Exactly. you learn from, uh, learn from your, uh, your, your experiences and, and, and and what you learn there helps you to, to get better next time. And I think that's, that's super cool. I, um, yeah, I think that's really awesome. As part of that business plan competition, uh, you have to craft your 30 second pitch. Uh, I'd love love to ask you what your 30 second pitch is for birds and bees, honey. Yeah. So, um, birds and bees, honey was established back in March of 2016. My company strives to grow, distribute and sell the highest quality of honey produced right here in West Virginia. Um, we not only do honey anymore, we also sell bees. Um, every year I provide nukes um, to the public, which is a smaller beehive to get started. You can buy bees in packages or nukes. Um, we do nukes. Um, you already have a queen laying. Um, she has her brood. She already has a head start to go right into the spring uh, to make that honey coming out. 
That's awesome, man. You got it down. I love it. Yeah. That's very cool. Matthew, what would you say is the thing you're most excited about for your company right now? You've been doing this since, you know, March of 2016, which, what's the thing you're most excited about right now? Yeah. So I got a couple of things in the works. Um, I think I'm most excited about um, this coming spring. Um, this past year was the first year we sold uh, nucleus colonies. Um, so I, I'm going to do that again this year. Um, this year, I'm also um, going to try to get into uh, queen production, producing uh, queens that are right here in West Virginia to help the local beekeepers. Because a lot of times right now we're, we're buying queens they are coming out of, you know, Georgia, out of California. Um, there is some queen suppliers um, down here in West Virginia, but we definitely need more of them. Um, because if a queen is produced right here in the state, West Virginia, they're already coming from genetics um, of the honeybees that are used to West Virginia weather. So they tend to do pretty well over winter. You have a higher success rate. Yeah, that, that's pretty, pretty incredible. So from your, you talked a little bit about um, identifying your target audience. Where do your customers come from right now? What's the geographic area? Okay. Um, yeah. So a lot of my customers right now are coming from the uh, areas around Ritchie County, the, uh, people looking for that local honey. Um, I have a pretty unique packaging um, compared to most honey producers. Um, I kind of went away from that typical, you know, you see the honey bear, that's what you're associating with. Um, but I wanted a more unique, sleek looking design. Um, so I find myself targeting people that are shopping in the specialty markets um and you know doing craft shows and stuff like that is where i you know sell a lot of my honey too yeah that, that's really cool now uh, you know you and i were talking right before the show started this is in essence a side hustle business for you right? Correct. It's, it's a part-time you you have a full-time job up in morgantown and you commute back and forth from ritchie county correct so is it is it is it you are you a sole proprietor do you have other employees how does that working for you yeah, so right now it's just um, me. Um, I do have my uh, stepmom and my dad do help a little bit on the side. Um, you know, my yeah. stepmom loves to, you know, bottle the honey. Um, my dad, you know, he's a little allergic, allergic to bees. Um, however, it doesn't stop him from going in there. So <laughs> always, you know, he still likes to help me out with that. Um, so, but it, it's mainly just um, a one-man show with myself. But I do get a lot of support um, from my family as well. Yeah, that's very cool. Now, you guys have, you know, you, you and, and your your dad and your stepmom, you, you guys have won some awards for best tasting honey. Talk a little bit about some of the acknowledgments yeah. you've gotten out there from the community. Yeah, absolutely. So there was a, a new festival that popped up in Doddridge County back in 2018. It's called the Ephraim Bee Festival. They've done uh, three years. Um, they, you know, of course, didn't have one last year with COVID. Um, but the Ephraim Bee Festival, I mean, it's, it's a great little festival. Um, they have a honey tasting competition there. It's um, pretty simple. You know, we just do blind taste testing um, with the judges and they kind of pick, you know, whose honey is the best. So back in 2018 and 2019, um, I won the award for the best tasting honey there. Um, and, you know, 2021, unfortunately, I didn't get to make it to the competition. Um, so now the big joke is that everybody beat me, but I just tell them how to take a year off. So they didn't think I could win every year. <laughs> that's, so great. that's great. I love your attitude, Matthew. That's, that's super cool. So, so talk a little bit about your product, your honey, what makes it taste so good? What's, what's yeah. the, what's the, the, the deal there? Absolutely. So a lot of people think that honey comes from flowers. Um, and it does, you know, you get your clover honey, um, and your different um, crops, but a lot of the honey produced right here in 
um, our state comes from trees, believe it or not. So um, I have a lot of uh, tulip poplar, apple trees, peach trees, um, basswood, um, sourwood, and that kind of what gives my honey the good, great test, tasting that everybody uh, likes. Um, the unique thing about honey is, you know, my honey could taste different from somebody else that lives, you know, 10 miles away from me. Um, every year it has a little bit different taste, but, you know, mostly my um, honey is produced from tulip poplars um, pretty largely. I do have some apple trees um, that help with that, but um, the main crop would be tulip poplar. Yeah. So, so how much volume or production are you uh, putting out there each season? What's, what does that look like? Talk a little bit about the numbers. Yeah. So um, honey that, you know, business is a hard, you know, business because it's directly um, correlated with the weather. So, you know, too much rain um, results in too, you know, not enough honey that, you know, the nectar is being washed out of the flowers. If it's too dry, like we've had, you know, the end of um, the summer here, um, the fall flowers don't produce nectar. So typically I can average about five gallons um, per hive is what I like to take off. Um, I Sometimes I can take off a little bit more, but I like to leave that for the bees um, because the good thing about honey is that it never goes bad. So if I don't get to it this season and I leave too much on, I can harvest it in the spring because I'd like to make sure that uh, my bees have enough honey for themselves to get through winter. Yeah, that's awesome. Matthew, since you've been in business since you know, March of 2016, what would you say has been your best business moment since you've been in business? I think my best business moment was coming back um, in 2017 and winning the collegiate business plan competition um, just because it opened up so many more avenues um, for me. It was uh, publicity um, between that and I, uh, the Mid-Ohio Valley Chamber of Commerce did a business plan competition that I won in 2016. So with those two, um, just those two competitions itself, it awarded me, you know, $15,000 to start up my business. Um, so that was just a huge load off my shoulders. You know, people are wondering, how can I get started with business? I have these ideas. I don't have the funding, but the funding is out there. Um, just look a little bit for it. Um, and, you know, with the funding, it came with a lot of resources and teams to help me really nail down, you know, my graphic design work, um, you know, for my labels, my logo and to kind of get that initial packaging launched. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm intrigued by something you said there with regard to uh, funding sources. You know, I, I hear that quite often, you know, one of the reasons, and a lot of times you hear this from people that are sitting on the sidelines saying, you know, I can't find funding, therefore I can't start my business. But if yeah. you're industrious, you can look for, it doesn't take a whole lot, right? I mean, it doesn't need, you okay. didn't need $3 million of seed funding, right? You were able to to do this with, uh, you know, a shoestring. And, and talk a little bit about, um, you know, what's your goal with this? You know, we mentioned it's a side hustle, part-time business right now. But what is your goal with with uh, your company, Birds and Bees Honey? Yeah, so um, my goal is to become one of the um, you know largest honey producers or bee producers in the state. Um, we don't I don't only want to just you know produce the honey and the bees, but I like to get the youth started in beekeeping. Um, mm -hmm. That's one of my big goals is to be a mentor because it is hard to be a young beekeeper and you don't get a lot of young beekeepers anymore because it does take a lot of time and resource and money to get started in bees. Um, so I would love to, you know, start looking at, you know, mentorships and getting the younger um, people started in beekeeping. 
Yeah, that's super cool. I got to ask you the 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 hundred thousand dollar question. You know, you do a business plan. Uh, you know, I know my, from my personal experience starting a business. You know, almost a, you know going into our eleventh year here. You know, about the second week, I realized that my business business plan had a lot of flaws in it. Uh, you know, how much how much of your business plan are you following? You know, how, t- talk us through that that experience. Yeah, so uh, my original business plan competition was to uh, come out of the gates with, you know, 40 to 50 hives um, and launch it that way. Obviously, um, I realized I was way over my head at that time. It's a lot to manage, um, but I, I still stick into it. And the great thing about a business plan competition is it's just a plan. You can change your plan and you scale it up or down however you, you know, see fit in your business. And I think it's important to go back and look at that um, business plan um, and change those. So um, you create those more realistic goals. Um, but um, otherwise, you know, with the packages and producing, you know, quality honey here in the state, I think we're following that perfectly. Um, and it's just step by step um, kind of doing it. You know, you can't do everything in year one. So, yeah. Yeah. So we talked about your best business moment. Let, let's talk about the flip side of that. What's been your worst business moment since you've been a, organized as a company? Tell us that story. Yeah, I would say it was probably the winter of 2017, 2018. Um, we just had a bad winter. It was a bad year for bees. Um, and I, I went into winter with, you know, 30 hives um, and I, I came out with 12. Um, and there was a combination of, you know, we, we didn't have a lot of pollen that fall. I, I wasn't thinking young beekeeper that, you know, how important the pollen was in the fall. So they ran out of a lot of food. So they, you know, either starved to death. Um, or um, bees are pretty unique in the fact that they will always maintain um, a temperature in the you know, mid to high 90s inside the hive, no matter how cold it is. But if it stays cold for too long, they will stay in that cluster to vibrate, to keep warm, and they will start to death because they won't move up or down, you know, up or you know, to the sides to grab that honey. So I did lose a lot of uh, bees that winter, and I think that was probably one of my biggest setbacks. Yeah. What was your uh, takeaway from that experience? Takeaway was, um, you know, just to uh, nowadays I will um, put in uh, quilt boxes, which kind of controls the moisture in the hive. Um, Cause that's the number one killer in the winter is that moisture, cold water condensation dripping on that cluster of bees. Um, and then I also uh, put uh, candy boards um, in the hive just in case they, you know, blow through. Um, the food, you know, just like us, you know, some of us eat more, some of us eat less, and bees are the same way. Um, and so I kind of give them that, I call it my insurance, um, to make sure that they have enough food to get through the winter. Yeah, good stuff. Great, uh, great lessons learned for sure. Matthew, I want to take a, a second just to mention our sponsors for Positively West Virginia. They include the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. The support we receive from these West Virginia companies allow us to highlight the incredible things happening throughout the great state of West Virginia, especially in business. Our guest today, once again, is Matthew Bird. Matthew is the owner of Birds and Bees Honey. Uh, he's over in Ritchie County in Harrisville, uh, West Virginia. Uh, Matthew, I want to get right back to it. What's the vision that you have for Birds and Bees Honey long term? I know you talked a little bit about that, but like if you could say like next five to 10 years, what's your vision for, for Birds and Bees? Yeah, next five to 10 years, I, I definitely want to see Birds and Bees um, with over, you know, 100 hives. Um, and we are looking at getting into uh, more of the specialty honeys. So I got a couple, um, you know, different flavors of honey, um, you know, in the works, you know, kind of thinking along the lines of, 
um, infusing honey with, you know, natural spices, peppers, and that type of stuff. Yeah, that's cool. That sounds, that sounds great. Uh, you, you talked a little bit about branding and your logo design and all that kind of stuff. How do you attract new customers? Uh, new customers, the best way to attract customers, I think, is getting out there and talking to them. Um, so when I you know, hear of a craft show or something coming up, um, you know, like the West Virginia State Honey Festival, you know, it's, it's my go to. I, I go out, I have a display. I talk to the um, customers about my honey. We you know, talk about sampling. Um, I have honey straws that they can sample, um, take away, you know, instead of making that commitment. And um, I give them my number and um, email. If they have any questions, you know, feel free to give me a call. Um, but definitely being out there, shaking the hands, talking to people about the bees, why it's important is, is how I make my customers. Yeah, Matthew, thanks for sharing that. What's one of the biggest challenges you face right now? I think one of my biggest challenges um, is, you know, jars. <laughs> Finding jars um, during COVID was a huge, you know, problem really? there for a while, you know, because, you know, where I got my jars from, they kind of switched from producing um, jars for the public and they went into helping the medical field. Um, so just finding the jars and the lids packaging wise would probably be one of my struggles. Um, but um, also the weather of West Virginia, very unpredictable. So, um, like I said, you know, my honey production relies, you know, directly on the weather, making sure it's not too cold, too hot, you know, too rainy, all the variables play in. Yeah. Matthew, uh, I appreciate your energy, your, your wisdom that you're sharing here with us. What's one of your guiding principles of leadership? What's, uh, what's your mindset on leadership? Um, I think leadership is huge. You know, it, you know, you've got to be that leader. Um, no matter what you're doing in life. Um, so, you know, I always try to take the forefront front to do so. Um, and, you know, without leaders, you're not going to get to that next step. So um, no matter what you're doing, whether it's business, or, you know, job, whatever, you've got to be that leader um, to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any, um, you know, principles that you kind of rely on as a, as a guiding force in your, in your business? Um, Get up early. It would be definitely one, you know, if not going to be successful, you know, um, you know, just stick into an eight to five schedule, um, whatever it is, you know, I'm up early, you know, and bees early, um, spend long days um, and just not putting things off, you know, not, don't be that procrastinator, you know, get things done um, and then celebrate the wins after. Yeah, absolutely. What's one piece of advice you would give to young business thought leaders, maybe they're, uh, they're thinking about being a, a business owner, an entrepreneur, they're thinking about taking that step of, of business ownership. What's one piece of advice do you would give to uh, somebody uh, that's kind of like was in your shoes back in 2016? Yeah. So um, my number one um, advice is get out there and find mentors, talk to business owners, ask questions, um, because I found a lot of business owners, especially here in West Virginia, want to see others succeed as well. So um, it's a little scary making those first steps, um, but um, besides that, make make commitment to yourself that that's what you want to do and that's your passion. Um, go for it, and you're going to fall. Um, you're you're going to make mistakes. Things aren't going to be successful, you know, the first time. But get up and try them again. Um, you know, for example, you know, I didn't win that first business plan competition, um, and I had one of the judges come up to me afterwards and. He said, you know what, Matthew, you did a really great job. I'll see you next year. And I think it was that moment, you know, mm. that I was like, okay, I can do this next year. So wow. try again. Yeah, you never know how one sentence could, could affect somebody, right? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah, that's super cool. I, I really appreciate that. Uh, what's one one thing that you do every day, Matthew, that you think contributes to your success? One thing I do every day is um, that contributes is probably, um, you know, reading and listening to podcasts, um, getting more ideas. Um, I'm a podcast fanatic. I don't listen to, um, you know, the radio when I'm in the car. It's always a podcast of leadership or, you know, business of some type. Um, and just getting out there and learning more, you know, you've got to continue to learn to grow. Yeah. You teed up my, uh, my next question. I always ask folks to, to share a podcast or a book that they'd recommend for aspiring entrepreneurs. Yeah, absolutely. So besides, of course, positively West Virginia, which, um, I just recently <laughs> found out about a couple weeks ago, I've been listening to them all the time. Well, um, you. another, um, you know, set of podcasts I really like is, um, pretty much anything from Ramsey solutions. Yeah. Um, down in Nashville, um, they got some great ones. Um, entree leadership um, is what I listen to a lot, um, and really helps you know give me the energy to you know take my business to the next level. Yeah, that's awesome, man. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah, we actually have a link to that. That's one of my favorites as well. I listen to every episode of Entree Leadership, and and uh, yeah, the folks at Ramsey Solutions. It's it's kind of interesting watching their whole business model develop too, and yeah, you can see how they're evolving constantly. And never resting on their laurels. So that's a good good recommendation. I definitely uh, recommend that one as well. Matthew, we've covered so much in this interview in just a short time. Is there anything else you think our listeners should know about your story, or, I mean, um, you know, or about birds and bees, honey? I mean, I, I love the fact that you're a West Virginia guy. You grew up there in Harrisville. Went to school at WVU. Left for a short time to go to North Carolina and surf fish and work down there for a little bit, and then came back here. And I think it's just awesome. And I think that you're there's no doubt in my mind that your side hustle is going to turn into a full time gig, and you're going to be a very successful uh, agri. agri business person thank you is there yeah. anything you know that i left out of your story there um i don't think so i think we talked about a lot of it um you know i encourage anybody that has interest um and not only beekeeping but any ag business you know feel free to message me on facebook um you know when i started beekeeping um i didn't know a lot and if it wasn't for um other beekeepers that took the beginner beekeeping class with me um i you know, wouldn't have the knowledge that I do today. Uh, we formed a club um, with um, called Mountaineer Beekeepers. Um, we meet in Ritchie County. Um, we do a lot of community outreach um, in schools talking about beekeeping because, you know, it's just not about making money, um, but it's about expanding the knowledge of honeybees. People think they're scary. They're not like yellow jackets, you know, they're pretty nice. Um, we yeah. do cutouts um, at people's house. Um, we have a cutout team. Um, where we go out and uh, we'll remove the bees um, from their house, barn, whatever it is, fix it back up for them. Um, that way we can help the bee population. Yeah, that's awesome. I think, uh, I think it's great stuff. And I, I think that, you know, it's, um, it's that diversification of your business, right? You, you know, Correct. you're not, not just a beekeeper, which is an important thing. You're not just a honey producer, but you've got all these other things that are tied into that. That could be multiple revenue streams for you that if something maybe falls down a little bit or you don't have the weather or you don't have the production, you have other streams of revenue that can, can make, make sure that your business is uh, as strong and vibrant. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Matthew, as we close out our time here today, how can our listeners learn more about birds and bees, honey, and perhaps even contact you? You mentioned, you know, giving out your number. 
Correct. Yeah. So a um, great way to contact me is um, through either um, my website, uh, birdsandbeasthoney.com. You can message me on Facebook, which is probably the best way to get a hold of me. Um, you know, send me a message through my Facebook page. Um, it's Birds and Beast Honey LLC. Um, and on that page, I have my email address and my phone number. You guys can email me. You can call me, um, message me. I, I definitely will get back to you. Yeah, that's great. And we'll make sure we have links to all that in the show notes section and on the, the Facebook live uh, page as well for Positively WV. Uh, Matthew, it's been a, a real honor to, to have you on the show today. I, I think as yes. a young person, you've got a lot on your, uh, a lot of great uh, knowledge and wisdom to offer and got a great head on your shoulders. And I think what you're doing is really great. I just want to encourage you to keep up the great work, ma'am. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Folks, that's a wrap on another episode of Positively West Virginia. Positively West Virginia is brought to you by the State Journal, WVNews.com, and Interaction Media. As we continue on our journey to help share positive stories of people and companies doing amazing things all across the Mountain State, just like my new friend, Matthew Bird of Birds and Bees Honey over in Harrisville, Ritchie County, West Virginia. Our hope is that we, in some way, equipped you and inspired you with this business story. If you or someone you know would be a great guest on the show, drop us a line on our website at PositivelyWV.com. We appreciate your comments, your positive reviews and encouragement. And of course, we love it when you guys share these episodes on your social media channels as well and help us get the word out about these great companies and people doing all kind of amazing things in West Virginia. And be sure to check out our weekly show, the Positively West Virginia Small Business Mastermind, every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon, one hour, where we bring a panel of business experts from around the state live each week to help West Virginia small business leaders win. And if you'd like to catch up on the video versions of our Positively West Virginia or our Small Business Mastermind, visit our YouTube channel where you can uh, check out all the compiled highlights of each week's shows and all links to all the channels uh, or all the episodes that we have produced there as well. And we'll have a link to that, uh, that page on this episode's post. Positively West Virginia is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. You can learn more about our mission of advancing small business and entrepreneurship and focusing on these positive business stories from around West Virginia at PositivelyWV.com. On behalf of our entire Positively West Virginia team and our interaction media team here in Morgantown, including our producer today, Mr. Hampton Hill. Until next time, I'm your host, Jim Matuga. Stay positive, West Virginia.